Welcome to Mornings with Caitlin. I am hosting my dad's podcast this week while he is on vacation. I'll be sharing this duty with my brother and a pre-recorded podcast my dad is posting, but you will hear from me three days this week. Lucky you. Again, I'm Caitlin, Ken's daughter, and you will be spending your mornings with me. I am so excited to be hosting this podcast this week, and today we're going to be talking about one of my favorite topics, autism. I hope that you guys all enjoy today's show. Let's get started. I'm Caitlin, and I also host another podcast that you should definitely check out. I host a podcast with my husband called Bad Movie Date Night. It is a wonderful podcast where we talk about bad movies, good movies, and give you a different perspective on what you may previously assume about some bad films. We argue that there's really no bad movie. Everything can be a hidden gem just waiting to be seen. I say go check it out. Today's weather, a high of 88 degrees and a low of 68. Alright, so many of you are not aware that I work with individuals with autism, specifically young children with autism, and it is probably the most rewarding job you could ever have. I am privileged to work with these kids, and when people hear what I do for a living, they often will say, wow, you're so special, you must have the patience of a saint, and I often think, no, I I am not those things, but my kids sure are. My kids are amazing, and it's truly a privilege to work with them. I feel honored that I get to be a part of their lives, that I get to be a part of their parents' lives, that I have the opportunity to meet these kids where they're at and do what I can to help them make meaningful outcomes in their lives and achieve their goals and support their parents during this time of learning and often whenever I meet a new client, their parent just got the diagnosis of autism. So it's very fresh for the family and it can be kind of life altering. Your life does not look the same once you find out your child has autism. Things change and and that's okay. And these parents are truly the superheroes because They provide the day-in and day-out services, and I feel so lucky and so blessed to be a part of these kids' lives and meet their families and meet them and talk to their families and hear what their families want them to achieve and, and what the client wants to achieve and what's important to them, and I find my job so rewarding because I get to work with these kids, and I don't view myself as patient or special or anything like that. I am just thankful every day that I get to be a part of these kids' lives. I couldn't ask for a better job. I couldn't dream up a better job.
Okay, so I want to take some time to explain to all of you what it means to work with individuals with autism. So, I wanted to start with what happens when a child gets the diagnosis of autism. Typically, what happens is an individual will receive the diagnosis of autism at around the age of two, and their parents then are informed of services that they can get for their client to help, or their child, to help their child be successful with this diagnosis. And it's a really scary time in the parent's life uh, when they get this diagnosis and and they find out, you know, their kid's going to need all this therapy. And what typically happens is the parents can provide uh, choose a provider that they want to have their child go to. And um, I am a BCABA, and so the referral sometimes comes to me, and I look over it, I read the doctor's reports, I speak to the uh, doctor that diagnosed them, I reach out if they're in school or preschool and talk to those individuals, I reach out to the parents and just kind of gather a whole bunch of initial information. And then from there, I go to assess the child and the child will come in and, and I'll see what skills they have or, or don't have and, and I work on developing a plan. And my job then is to say, okay, where do I think this kid will be in five years, 10 years, and how do I get them there? So part of my job is kind of looking at this individual and seeing what the next 10 years of their life is going to be like and what I can do to support the parents in helping them get the services that they need for this child. And from there, the child then is given a certain amount of hours um, after I fight with the insurance company on, hey, the child really needs those services, here's the reasons why, here's what I would be doing with those hours, and I typically have to go back and forth with the insurance company and negotiate how many hours we think this child needs, and then they, I have to develop a treatment plan for this client and in the treatment plan I have to develop goals that I think a child could obtain in about six months but also write a discharge criteria for them stating how long I think they'll be in services for, what requirements they have to meet before they're able to uh, be released from services. And this whole process probably takes I would say like 20 20 plus hours of work to do. Um, from there, they then start services and they work with some of the most amazing RBTs. An RBT is a registered behavior technician. A registered behavior technician is an individual that truly is the rock star and the superhero of the day. They work with these clients with um, autism and, and they're in charge of putting the plans that the BCBA or BCABA wrote up into place and they work day in and day out with the client and they um, 
implement the plans that were given to them. They um, inform the BCBA or BCABA of other changes uh, with the client, and they have to go through a uh, series of tests to become uh, a registered behavior technician. They have to go through 40 hours of training and they have to maintain a certain amount of training and then they have to sit for an exam and they take this exam and if they pass they become a registered behavior technician and they have to receive a certain amount of ongoing training and they are seriously the most amazing people in the world and have such a beautiful heart because they love these kids and they want to help these kids succeed and they will do uh, you know, whatever they can to help these kids out. And part of that too is collaborating with the BCBA or BCABA on what you should do with that client and um, what they think the kid could benefit from. Now I want to talk a little bit about BCBAs and BCABAs. Uh, that stands for a board certified behavior analyst or a board certified assistant behavior analyst. And that is a credential that essentially means you, if you're a BCBA, you have your master's degree, a BCABA, you have your bachelor's degree. I'm currently a BCABA and I'm working on receiving my master's degree so that I can be a BCBA. And I'm almost done with school, finally. Um, but anyway, uh, a BCBA, BCABA, their job is essentially the same. They work on developing these plans for the client and for example it's not just you know how do I teach this kid colors and numbers and letters because our kids learn very differently than a typical developing child might so while a typically typically developing child might be able to pick up on identifying colors numbers, shapes all of that our kids need extra practice or they need to be taught a little bit differently. And so we have to research um, ways to teach them. And now it can't be something we just make up and hope that it works. Um, that's very unethical and against the code. Uh, but it has to be something that is research-based. So our whole field is science-driven. So if there's no science behind it, we can't do it. So that means that I have to spend hours and hours researching for my kids and I have a caseload of 10 kids and I have to spend hours and hours and hours researching, hey, what would this program look like for this kid if I implemented that research design? And then I have to implement the research de design, develop the program for that client specifically, and then assign materials to an RBT, have them make the materials, and then I have to train and implement the RBTs on how to run that program. So that's that's part of my job. Another part is we work a lot with some behaviors. Um, some of our clients might headbang against a wall or bite or pull hair or run away. And these are behaviors that are clearly very dangerous. And so I have to work on developing a behavioral intervention plan for them. And I have to work on uh, developing a plan that's specific to them and really is going to target uh, 
a decrease in those behaviors we don't want to see while also increasing behaviors that we do want to see. So if a client is headbanging on a wall because they want to access something, I have to teach them to use their words to request the item rather than headbanging. And again, this is all research-based, so I have to find research articles that will support what I want to do with this client or find research articles that are similar to my client and could lead to potential success for them. So I spend a lot of my time doing that as well as everything that we do has to be graphed daily. So the RBTs are graphing every single thing that they do. If they're teaching the client to identify the color yellow, they have to graph. Did they get it right in three out of five trials or uh, two out of 10 trials or whatever it was, they have to graph that. And then I'm responsible for looking at the graph and seeing, okay, is this increasing? Is it decreasing? Why? or why not? And I have to analyze that. Again, everything in our field is science-based and data-driven. We have a joke within the field, show me the data. We can't do anything without data supporting our decisions. So that is a lot of my day. Uh, With 10 clients, I spend a lot of my time looking at graphs, analyzing, as well as I have to provide ongoing training for all of my staff. So I have to make sure that um, I'm seeing them once, twice a week, depending on their skill level, their need, and also the client's need. And I spend about 30 minutes to an hour with them each week to help develop them um, in gaining the skills that they need so that they can better assist the client. Um, And... Now, this isn't true of every BCABA, but as part of my job, I also do training for all of the new staff. So any new staff that we come in, I provide initial training for them as well as ongoing training. And I also provide ongoing training for our current staff. If they seem to be struggling in one area or another, I provide that ongoing training. I just really feel like more people need to be aware of what it means to be a BCBA or BCABA and truly the work that goes into it. Um, Not that I want to pat myself on the back or say, you know, I'm so awesome. I truly don't feel that way at all. I'm blessed to be with these kids. I am blessed to work with them and uh, to be a part of their lives and to be a part of their family's lives. And my goal and everything that I do with my clients and their families are to provide socially significant behavioral changes that leads to meaningful outcomes for that client and their family. I want my kids to go out in the world and succeed and they seriously mean the world to me. I am so blessed to know all of my kids And I pray for them daily and that I can do the best that I can in my position to make meaningful outcomes occur. I just think there needs to be more awareness to this field in general and for people to be aware of 
what an RBT is, what a BCBA is, what a BCABA is, and what autism is, and what that looks like for a client to get that diagnosis. And and if you know anyone who has a child with autism, or you know um, your, your child has autism or whatever, I feel like we should be advocating for them and helping the world to see this whole field out here because it is relatively new but it's so important for people to understand it so I want to be able to walk up to someone and they say hey what do you do for a living and I tell them I'm a BC ABA and they know exactly what that is because most people I talk to are like oh what's what's that and I end up just saying oh I work with kids with autism but truly it's so much more than that and I feel like the world should really know how much goes into this and and how many people are in this field and they don't get the recognition that they deserve. So I'm hoping that this podcast might have shed a little bit of light on what the job market is in the autism world and also just a little bit about autism itself. So um, my clients that I get the privilege to serve, they have autism and I there's kind of like a hot debate right now if it should be person first or diagnosis first. And some people like the diagnosis first, so autistic child, and some people like the child first, so a child with autism. I tend to go with child first language, but I think it's important to be aware of that. And if you know an individual who has autism and is verbal, um, asking them what they prefer, how they like their diagnoses to be addressed, um, but also just not treating them differently um, because we're all people and we're all made in God's image and he loves each and every one of us so much that it's just amazing the love that God has for us. And I feel like we need to show that to others who may be different than us or think differently or, I mean, we all do that, right? It doesn't matter if you have autism or not. We all think differently. We're all different people. And I want to be in a world one day where it doesn't matter, you know, a child is throwing a temper tantrum on the floor and rather than at the grocery store and rather than pointing and talking about how bad that mom is as a parent, we give them grace and we show them love and we say, hey, you're doing a good job because that might be one of my kids on the floor And that parent might be running a behavior plan that a BCBA gave to them saying, ignore the behavior if your client wants access to something, you know, or if your child wants access to something at the store, you have to ignore it. Um, And then, you know, show grace because that parent is doing the best that they can. And I just have such a heart for for my kids and for this field in general and I want to make sure that I'm doing the best I can to represent the field and I feel like being able to host my dad's podcast this week was a great opportunity to share and to do my part in representing this community and to representing 
um, the field in general and the jobs that go in that. I truly am amazed and blessed that I get to work with these kids every day. It's a dream job for me. Thanks for checking out today's episode. I hope you continue to listen. I have two more coming this week and hopefully you guys enjoy. Go grab yourself a cup of coffee and a virtual donut and I'll see you next time.